to another edition of the EDBC podcast. Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman, week 35. And Brian, live sports are back. Did you watch NASCAR? Did you watch golf today? Uh, no, and some of it. Okay. So to let people know, NASCAR has been gone for 10 weeks because of this pandemic. They raced today in Darlington. No fans. It just ended. We're taping this on a Sunday night at 7.30. It ended. Uh, Kevin Harvick won his 50th career win, I believe. Um, anyway, Kevin Harvick won it. No fans. Uh, pit crew, face masks, taking the temperatures of everyone in the crews wow. the entire day, by the way. Mm. And then golf, they had a little event today with uh, four players. Uh, Ricky Fowler, Matthew Wolf, Roy McElroy, and uh, uh, Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson, yep. Yep. They played uh, down in Florida, and they raised almost $6 bucks for the American Nurses Association and the CDC Foundation. Yeah. So what, did you, what did you watch? I watched. I did not watch any of the NASCAR, which I told you I probably wasn't going to. Um, I did watch some of the golf um, just because it was something. Yeah. Like I said, I've told you before in this podcast, I'm like Mr. Casual Golf Fan. I love to watch the majors, but other than that, I'm not usually watching a lot on Sundays. But, yeah, I was starved. It was kind of a cool thing to see. It was for charity, and I wanted to see how they did it. So it was interesting. A um, couple things that stood out. Uh, yeah. No caddies. Yeah, so carrying seeing, bags like us. I know. So, yeah, exactly. Seeing Dustin Johnson have to – Looper. Sh- yeah. Looper. No loopers. Yeah. Loopers. No loopers. No. Yeah, J- Dustin Johnson, schlep your own damn bag up there to the 14th. Wearing shorts. Wearing shorts, yeah. Some, some, uh, Ricky Fowler's mustache was just – Tremendous. Awesome. Awe-inspiring. So, yeah, he really did a good job with his facial hair, unlike myself. And yep. it, it was – but I don't think you missed the fans as much. I noticed they didn't have masks. Um, I was kind of wondering why. I was a little surprised by that because it wasn't like they were keeping too far apart. They weren't on top of each other. But, yeah, no fans, quiet. It was kind of fun to watch. They did a – this is, again, where I have to – then I have to figure out – I have to try to remember the rules. It was a skins game. So then I'm like, wait, what are the rules of a skins game? So then I'm like, can you guys just play it regular? Nobody knows. Math involved. Yeah, nobody knows. Yeah, I was, was like, okay, th- this if he makes the, if he bur- if he birdies here, it's fifty thousand dollars. If he gets if he makes par, it's twenty five. Like, wait, you're throwing too much math at me. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was good. To, I, I I I hung in there for a little while. Uh, it was kind of cool, and yeah, it was for for a uh, for a great cause. So I did not see any. I saw I the um the tease for the NASCAR, but I didn't watch any of it. I'm not a huge NASCAR guy, but if, if, if that helps folks, you know, it'll be interesting to see the ratings. I'm sure they're going to be pretty good. This through weekend. the roof for both i would assume only thing around here is it was a nice day and listen i beautiful i we did some stuff around the house this morning did some planting uh then the wife took the kids rollerblading i went and you know helped my mom get ready to open up her pool this week so it was a nice day to be outside so that will affect it a little bit but some i don't know if you saw this on social media as far as nascar goes it seemed like the crew calling broad the broadcasters were going out of their way to maybe explain what was going on a little more because they knew they'd had so many more people under the tent to watch this. Okay. So in other words, for someone who's a novice at NASCAR, doesn't understand a lot of it, they were going out of their way to kind of let people know what was happening, not being too inside baseball. I understand. I'm not a novice on NASCAR, but I'm not an expert. But my my big main takeaway is that they drive around in a circle making just left-hand turns for three hours. That's basically the gist of the, the driving portion, right? 
as the great Bob Euchre said, that's why they pay you the big bucks. <laughs> I'm not trying to offend the NASCAR folks out there. If there's any listening to us and God knows that there are. Um, yeah, but you know, and then yesterday, and it, it's interesting because I know it's the world's biggest sport, but I'm just not a huge soccer person. I know yesterday Germany had some soccer and people were flipping out over that over social media. People are starved for any side of type of sport. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't pay much attention to that, to be honest with you. Nor did I. Yeah, but, but you're right. So the big question now is we have these sporting events as the country's starting to kind of reopen sports are kind of following suit, and that will bring us to baseball, which has kind of been, should they or shouldn't they, reports all week long that they're going to try to go July 1st. Right. Um, tell me your thoughts when you heard about that. I was excited, uh, torn, but also excited because I want to watch my team. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm. I. It, I. I don't know what the message is. Mean, meaning, I don't know what the plan is. It seems like there's a lot of mixed messages coming out of here. You hit some of the players want to play. Some of the players, and there's a few prominent ones, or at least one prominent one uh, that has has voiced some reservations publicly. Yeah. The owners are doing this thing where they're crying poor if they don't have fans in the stands. So I think that you know they want the players to play for less. It, as usual, baseball can't not trip over its own two feet. They're even sort of not – they can't even get on the same page on this. In theory, July 1st and Universal DH, which this is a whole other podcast, I finally come around on, even though I'm a National League guy and with an uh, – I'm, I'm totally fine with the Universal DH. But, um, yeah, that'd be great. But <sighs> – I don't, I don't still see a hard plan in place and there's so many variables, you know, you talk about Southern California locking down for another three months, Florida says, come play all your sports here. And then, you know, New York city sort of New York city just said the beaches are closed, even as they try to reopen some areas. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I mean, it's, I'm sort of like where I was when we talked about this last week. Hey, that sounds great, but I just don't, I don't know. And I follow the buck, as they say, right? Follow yeah, the buck. follow the money. And I, I, mean, I mean, listen, if I'm a baseball player, I mean, it depends where you are on the economic social food chain there. If you're Bryce Harper, if you're Mike Trout, you got your money. But if you're, you know, the uh, Miguel Andujar of the world or uh, give me a, a young player on the Mets who hasn't gotten paid yet. I mean, listen, the minimum like J.D. Still, Davis or somebody, yeah. The minimum is still 500 grand. I'll take that, you know, every day. But uh, yeah there's still there's still a lot to be worked out and the losses though that, again I, you take these with a grain of salt playing without fans on an 82 game season and the players getting their prorated share of salary so in other words the players are saying we want whatever we play give us a percentage of what we would have got right and the yankees will lose 312 million the mets will lose 214 million and the red sox will lose 188 million and see that goes back to every club is different. It's not. It's not a sop, one. It's not a one. It's not a united. Each franchise is different. The Mets already bleed money for reasons that we don't have to get into right now. They're just they have so much debt. They're just, yeah. just they're drowning in debt. And we don't want to get into that. Yankees make money. But they don't usually lose money. But they both have debt service on two new stadiums, which are ten years old now. But still. that's true. It doesn't seem like. Yeah. They, yeah. We still think of them as new. But you're right. They're ten years old. So every franchise is different, and we have to remember that some at least I think these numbers are coming from the ownership side. Correct. And Which they're not going to have to take. With they're going to let. They're not going to let an independent uh, team go in there and look at their books. That's never going to happen. I got a better chance of starting for the Yankees on opening day than they do of letting somebody in there to look at their books. A friend of mine gave, put a great tweet out today. He said, uh, 
I can't believe I'm going to go the entire summer without spending $16 on a beer. I know, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it just show, it goes to show you what we'll do for sports right now. But, I, you know, listen, I miss it. I want them to play. You know, you, you threw it out there. Should the players take a discount? Listen, once they figure out the health end of it, I think then they should really talk about economics. But until the health part of it is satisfied, I mean, I don't know if it's wasting time. I don't know. And every day feels like a week, and every week feels like a month. So we're sitting here on, on the night of May 17th and July 1st, you know, with the way things have been going. that We don't know what's going to happen in a month and a half. No. But, you no. know, where we're going to be. So that's fine in, in, in theory, but let's wait and see. But, yeah, I badly, as I was saying today, I know, like, I, and I, I we get back to it. It was a beautiful day here. I actually went out and played catch with my two daughters. All right. Yeah. Uh, they recently got, because they're, very, they're girls and they're very much, like, they, they don't want, they like sports, they play sports, but they're also very much, they're not, they're not that far tomboyish. So their gloves are pink gloves and we used a pink and light green softball because they, yeah. they have to have, they don't, the brown gloves are ugly. They need to be, they're about style. So, but we, it was, but you know what, having a catch with the kids out in the lawn today, beautiful, perfect. Yeah, exactly right. Felt great. And then, but then I came inside, I said, man, it's beautiful today. It's even nicer than they said it was going to be. And then I looked and I said, Oh, yeah, the Mets were supposed to play the Pirates today. What a perfect day for baseball. And, and back in 1998, so what's that, 22 years ago? Yep. David Wells threw a perfect game for the Yankees on this day. On this date. Wow, there's a lot of on-this-date stuff coming on. 22 years ago. So in wow. my house, we were playing wiffle ball in the front yard, uh, my son and my daughter and I, while my wife was planting flowers. My wife spent $150 on flowers for three window boxes. Wow. Is that insane? It sounds insane to me. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think I, I spent that much flowers at my wedding. At least I hope not. I, um, I said to her, does it come with a bag of some sort of drugs or something that comes along I with know, those flowers? <laughs> a lot of flowers. So, yes, wow. But she planted them when we played wiffle ball. So playing wiffle ball, and then my daughter says, Dad, look at this over here. On our lower driveway going towards our uh, basement, there was a small baby bird. Oh my! That apparently fell out of a nest from the trees, or the mom dropped it, so that caused major drama. Where my wife made me call animal control. Why to kill it? No, because she wanted to know if someone would come out and nurse the damn thing. Well, I think that falls upon you guys now. So yeah, I think oh, no. So we. Word of stories I've seen. You need now need our nurse to health. My daughter got the rubber gloves on, picked the thing up, put it in the shoebox, threw some food in there, some grass, and then was feeding it. Wow. The, the, the little baby bird was looking up at her, opening the tape of her, the mouth, and dropping it in there. But <laughs> they left to go on a little fun uh, rollerblade thing. So I went down there, took the thing out, put it on the ground where the nest was after consulting some people on Facebook. And when I left, there was a mother walking around nearby. So well, there all is well, I believe. Hopeful. You know, that's a nice story. You know, if this is a Disney story, this is why I never liked Disney movies when I was a kid because it's always like, if this is a Disney story, the mother bird would have been run over by a truck. Or like, when I get home tonight that one of the neighborhood coyotes will eat both of them. That's very possible. That's also yeah. possible as well. And when we put this up, you'll have an update. To the, uh, the you know, and also, I think whenever I have a question about wildlife yeah. and how to help preserve or help wildlife, the first thing I do is check in on Facebook. You get yes. a lot of good advice on Facebook. I did post it. I got several comments. I had people telling me that I need to take it in and feed it manually. Um, You've got so a dumpster, baby. It's a bird. I, I said the same thing. I'm still getting, I'm still getting ideas. Now other people are getting, I, I got links 
uh, a columnist from the New London Day said, if it's a he, name him Larry. If it's a she, name her Sue. Oh, hey, boy. now. Okay. Uh, what else? There's a rehab. Someone offered a rehab lady to come to the house and rehab the bird. In case the bird has uh, a drinking problem. Yes, exactly. And someone else referred to another rehab person. Uh, one of our photographers, Channel 8, said there's a place called Hope that they did a story on a couple of years ago. And then one of the great photographers at News 8, Kevin Flummer, said, after you get the feathers off, put some garlic and olive oil on it. Wait, are you trying to save the bird? Yeah, that was, see, that was good advice. I, I, got, the, I got that advice. Yeah. And by the way, if anybody's listening to this tonight, then you want to go on and you have some ideas, go to Eric's Twitter page and Facebook page. I have nothing, yes. nothing to do with this. Nothing at all. Yes. So that was, that was the one thing happened. Here's the other big news from my house this week that I have to share with you. The, uh, what night was it? Uh, so what's today? The 17th? Sunday. Yeah, so that was Tuesday night. Tuesday at six o'clock, you would have thought Santa Claus was coming down the chimney when the Amazon truck pulled in, the UPS truck pulled in. Right. Delivering clippers for my hair. Oh, yeah. Yes. So we went upstairs, plugged them in for an hour, let them zoom up, and then I looked at my wife and just like in stripes, I sat there on the toilet in the bathroom upstairs and she yeah. started clipping. Yeah, you need one too, buddy. Oh yeah, I'm bad, man. I'm bad. So you need to let Melissa now give you a haircut. We broached that subject. So you have clippers I, at home. We don't. I don't know. We might be. I have like the little like beard trimmers, like those little cheesy don't men's work. clippers. Yeah, don't yeah. Work. That's not. I'm just like I'm beyond that. I need like the these the are barber legit barbers. Ones. These are legit barbers. And we we price those are like seventy bucks, and I'm like, well, I'll just let it grow for a while. And if yeah. I do get it, it's probably just gonna be a whole buzz. So. A couple haircuts. So you gotta look at it, buddy. Seventy bucks, a couple haircuts. Well, maybe for you, Mr. Fancy TV guy, but I pay. <laughs> I pay discount. So you, sh I wish you could have been there. I wanted to videotape it just for your benefit. You would have oh. thought my wife was touching a cactus while she was cutting my hair. Jeez. Oh, yeah. So it was, and then she took YouTube. You had a laptop on the on the sink watching a YouTube how-to video. Mm -hmm. But yeah. But it all went well. I, I was managed to go on TV, and I woke up with a sty in my eye on Wednesday. Oh, good, a sty too. Okay, I'm yeah. sure it's probably related. Maybe some, maybe a, you know, probably. So Thursday, my eye was slammed shut, and I had a haircut with a little bald spot in the back. But other than that, life is good. You are ready to go on TV now. Yeah. In Connecticut, they're supposed to open up the hair, uh, the barber shops and salons this yes. coming went uh, tw the twentieth, which I think is Correct. Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I have a couple. We have a local barber shop here that I go to. I like them. Two young guys, two brothers that opened up a few years ago. Want to support local business, but they've already put out on social media like, "We're just a point." When you know, they're, they're, so it's a barber shop. So it's just walk in, shoot the you yeah. know breeze, and get your haircut. Yep. They're like appointment only. We're already going to be stacked. So just for, for so my point is, I think are you already making plans to find some professional services so you don't get any more styes? So, so, so my friend, Carano's Barbershop, Ron in uh, Hamden usually cuts my hair. And he, he's got some strong opinions about whether or not they should even be open. Oh, you know, okay. He thinks okay. they should be a phase two or phase three. He well, doesn't think they're ready to be open yet. I don't disagree with him. And that's his prerogative. But he's going to have to open because of the competitive side of it. And his wife owns a salon. Oh, jeez. So... They're, that's tough for them right now. But he, he mentioned to me, you know, you got, he's got four chairs in his office and his, in his barbershop. Wow. And you do, you know, say each guy does three, four haircuts an hour, you know, times eight hours. That's a lot of people coming into your business, but they're going to make it half, yeah. the, half the customers you normally have. 
yeah, you gotta, it's, there's going to be some restrictions. It's, it's wild, man. And I don't want to go too, too far down this rabbit hole tonight because yeah. lots of other people are doing it, but just, I respect, I like, I like, I don't plan on, even though I look like, you know, uh, Wolfman. Yeah. Like, a, yeah. Like somebody that I rolled, you know, woke up in the alley behind the, behind the you bowling the alley. Driving by you look like a homeless person. Yeah, exactly. But I'm, I'm like, I'm in no rush. I'm in no yeah. rush. Yeah, I'll, uh, I, I've looked like this for most of my adult life, just with less hair. I can, I can last a little longer. It's fine. You're fine. Good luck. Good luck well, we got off, we got off track there, but the, the gist of the deal is getting back to baseball and sports. We don't know what the hell is going to happen. They want to open because they don't want to lose a lot of money. They're going to lose a lot of money. Although I got to tell you what's funny. I don't know if you've been listening. Uh, Brian Cashman, the Yankee general manager, talked about how Aaron Judge will still be out even if they didn't get the start of the season on time. Really? really? Yeah. They said he'll be back if, when, if and when they start July 1st, but he wouldn't be back now because he had a punctured lung and a cracked rib and all kinds of stuff. Jeez. It's just, yeah. What do you think about the idea of them just combining the leagues? I know we talked about that last week. The, the, the Eastern division would be I still I still like it. I still think it'd be fun. It's not going to be a normal season anyway. If there is a season, why, why the hell not? Let's go for it. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. Do we have uh, any advertisements that you have to take care of, Brian? I just oh, as we're, gosh, I'm sure. As we're, almost, as we're 20 minutes into this uh, podcast. Uh, it seems, like, seems like we just started, and it seems like it's only been 18 minutes. Yeah. Okay, well, let's let's remember that Memorial Day is coming up next weekend is Memorial Day weekend. Hard to believe. Um, and my son's birthday, 29th. Oh, excellent. And my daughter's birthday on Friday. So what, the 20, what is that? The 22nd. 22nd. Mine's the twenty. My son's the 29th, so two weeks. There you go. And then I get. And then the missus is the the thirty first. So we got lots of birthdays between the two of us. Get shopping. None of this Mother's Day crap where you don't buy anything. I know that, that's still lingering. Oh, anyway, speaking of shopping and whatnot, all as well. The folks, the mattress folks that we love, cheap. Uh, let's see, cheap mattresses. No, quality mattresses, at inexpensive prices. Yes, that's right. Quality without paying through the nose. And all as well now through May twenty fifth. Is offering a Memorial Day weekend deal. Consumers can take 20% off the Lux and, and the Supreme mattresses, two of their best-selling mattresses, as well as bedding, bath, and spa products with the promo code MEM20, M-E-M-2-0 at allswellhome.com. Again, that's the Lux and the Supreme mattress. These are great mattresses to begin with at affordable prices. But they also have deals for uh, financing and zero starting at zero percent financing so but take advantage of this mem 20 mattresses bedding and bath and spa products at oswellhome.com if you go to our site the uh, edbc podcast site when you go onto this episode click on the link you see for all as well go to their site from our home and we get a little help as well so yeah take advantage of it it's time to get your rest summer is fast approaching from the good folks at all as well Good job, Brian. Those reads Thank are getting you. livelier every week. Hey, listen, yeah. I want to go off track here a little bit because there was some, uh, not to bring us down, but I think we'll have a little fun with it too. Uh, some, some deaths in the industry this week. Uh, Phyllis George. Yeah. Legendary uh, uh, broadcaster. A little before our time, right? 1975, she was hired by CBS. Yes. But <laughs> I don't recall how long she was on though. A little before your time, because she must have been in the early 80s, because I remember watching her, like, uh, as a kid on Sundays. I can remember, like, my three favorite shows being, like, The Dukes of Hazard, like, The Incredible Hulk. Dallas. Like, 9 or 10. I, I had to go to bed for Dallas. But yeah. And then, like, the NFL today in the fall. Brett, Irv Cross, Jimmy the Greek, and I remember Phyllis George very well. 
And I was sort of surprised that, I mean, obviously I was surprised by that. Only, only 70 years old. Yeah, I would have guessed she was older just because it seems like that was so long. And how old is Brett Musburger, by the way? Uh, Brett, that, that's, that's an irrelevant question. Brett Musburger doesn't age. He's like Dick Stockton and Marv, really Marv Albert. Those three guys are pushing 80 years old. Unreal, yeah. You, you know? know, it's unreal. I know, no offense. We'll get to Brett another time. But yeah, you use legendary, and that's not hyperbole. She really was. Um, um, former Miss America. She, she was a legit. She was a legit co-host uh, back in the day when there just weren't females in that role, and she broke a lot of barriers. And if you if you don't believe, if you think this is just me, some schlub middle-aged white guy saying it. Well, yeah. you know, talk talk to people in the industry, females in the industry. She'll, they'll tell you she blazed some trails. So that was really sad. Seventy years old, way too young. So, yes, I, I didn't get a chance to look up some of the stuff. I, I don't know how much, but you know, everything you read about her, the former Miss America, married to the governor of Kentucky, uh, John just, Y. Brown. Yep. Everyone you talk to just talks about what a tremendous woman she was. Everyone, I, everywhere I read, people talked about her smile. I guess. Yep, she was beloved. Um, I read today also that she was. Brett Musburger said something about how she, and I appreciated this. I didn't know this because she hit it so well. She was a pro. Brett Musburger tweeted out that she was a consummate pro. She always showed that. She never let her strong bias for her favorite Dallas, her favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys, show through. And she went, I to, North Texas, that. She went to North Texas State University. North Texas State, yeah. Grew up I in thought that was a fake school in like movies or something they always used. Or yeah, that was in the movie with, with that movie where Scott Bakula was the quarterback. Um, something like that. Yeah, but no, yeah, grew up right, right outside of Dallas. Uh, yep, um, and interesting life, well, a full life, but a life that's just too short at 70. I guess a great compliment I read about her was that uh, there was a book that came out eight, nine years ago called Sports on Television. They wrote that George added character and charm to the football studio show, and her ability to put interview subjects at ease got many to open up and show a personal side that many had ever seen on television. Which is so. which is why she she got Roger Staubach to talk about his sex life on the NFL today. So wow! Just, how you just, remember? How many times? Just, have you Google, just Google that. Just Google that clip. It's the NFL films has shown it many times. So I've never seen it. Basically, he he said like, well, you know, every you guys all compare me to Joe Namath. Like, hey man, I love sex just as much as Joe Namath. I just do it with one girl. <laughs> That's classic. So good uh, well, for you, Phil. Good for you, Roger Staubach. That wasn't Phyllis Diller on uh, an NFL show at one time, too? Yeah, she was on NFL 79 with Bryant Gumbel on NBC. Seriously? No, I'm, I'm making that up. I don't yes. think Phyllis Diller ever did anything in sports. Didn't, she, didn't they try her with something? It's, I don't know. Phyllis Diller. Google that. I don't, I've never heard that. We're going off the rails again. Fred Willard, another guy. Was it uh, 86? Now, listen, you've got to educate me on Fred Willard. Is this coming back to Spinal Tap again that I have not seen? Well, it would. I mean, he had so many – I mean, he, anything he was in, he was great. I, but I do think of him as being an anchor man, where he was Ed, the news director. Yeah. Awesome. And every, he had like six scenes. He owned every one of them. And then, yeah, he, he, uh, he had a small role in Spinal Tap. Uh, he was in the role – it was about a two-minute clip. He played an Air, Air Force officer when Spinal Tap was booked to, to play an Air Force base. Just leave it at that. And anyone who's seen it, just he nails the scene. He just owns the whole scene. Yeah. And I did a lot of did a lot of work. Uh, Christopher Guest, who Saturday Night Live guy, was in Spinal Tap, co-wrote Spinal Tap, and then went on directed a bunch of his own movies. Always included at Ed, at Fred Willard in his movies because he just knew Fred was a consummate pro. Yep. And Rich Eisen had a tweet out yesterday about having Fred on to talk about the Cleveland Browns and the Cleveland Indians. 
like uh, just google it this is one of the things like just if you youtube fred willard he's just there's tons of fun stuff on that he was awesome just a guy that always flew under my radar i guess i felt just bad low, after reading just, his bio like not over the top like not a ronnie dangerfield type just always like low-key reserve sort of just had a great delivery under state of performance but he just nailed it so yeah. but I, yes i would recommend if you haven't i'd say folks uh anchorman just because anyway because that's just good it's silly fun yeah. but it's, he's great he's phenomenal on that just especially he's talking to them the uh uh the nun about german pornography and then his two minutes in, in spinal tap epic so fred willard, I, I will I sit down and watch spinal tap if i can just get my wife and kids out of the house for a few hours i will watch spinal tap i have them all enjoy the fun yes exactly kids can't watch that movie i'm guessing what's that kids can't watch spinal tap i'm guessing well, I'm not going to tell you how to do your parenting job. Um, That's true. It might be a little young. Like, then again, I think the first time I saw it was probably, I was probably like 14, so yeah. right after it came out in video. So again, no parental supervision. And back in like 1985, there nobody was, the, 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 little, the punk working at the uh, at the video rental shop wasn't real, wasn't really checking for IDs. Just no. it whenever you want. The, uh, they say these things happen in threes, Brian. You didn't put this on our list because it kind of happened earlier in the week, but uh Jerry Stiller from Seinfeld, Ben Stiller's father, and yeah. the great uh, Frank Costanza, who is one of the, just a top, top character, Emmy-nominated actor. But, I mean, we could probably do an hour just on Seinfeld. We Frank could, Costanza. with clips and just all that. Festivus, um, uh, just watching this weekend, I watched a lot of clips with him, and, and just the uh, fellow actors he worked with, he, and Jerry Stiller actually told a story about how he would he was doing a scene when he first started there, and Michael Richards and, and Jerry Seinfeld and Julia Louis and um, George Michael uh, Richards, Mike, Jason uh, Alexander, Jason Alexander were all standing around behind the camera watching him work, and he said he felt like he was in a cocoon. That's how much the actors cared about him. He said he never had been in a situation like that, but they loved him from the start. And funny part I read was Larry David wanted him to play that character. I don't know if you saw this screen. Didn't want, he wanted him to be soft and let the mother dominate him and not say much. And he said he was doing a scene with uh, Estelle, his wife and the, uh, and the character, yeah. And the character Estelle. And she's screaming at him for doing something. And he said, while he's sitting there and she's yelling at him, he's like, I'm not going to take this. I'm going to yell back. So he starts screaming back at her. They yell cut afterwards. And Larry David says, do it like that from now on. Brilliant. I love that's, it. That's how it happens. So it's just. You know, a little inside I baseball. Frank, I love Frank Costanza. I, my in-laws live in Florida in a condo development, and every time we go, and hopefully we get to visit there again sometime soon, I just think Del Boca Vista. And he couldn't say it like 10 times, one of the great out, outtakes. Yeah, the outtakes are great. And, yeah, he was beloved. Ann Mary was his wife. They were a comedy team in the 60s. And, yeah. of course, they birthed Ben Stiller, which worked out for everybody involved. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, again, a life well lived. But uh, I believe it was 87? The uh, classic Jay Buhner trade when George uh, Steinberg. I mean, listen. That is just that is just brilliant writing, brilliant acting. Brilliant. You know, his son is dead, and all she's concerned about is why he George Steinberg made a horrible trade. Buhner the Baron. He's got a rocket for an arm. George Steinberg comes to the house to tell them that mistakenly that that their son George has passed away, and his mother's sobbing. And yeah, and then he he looks up and starts screaming, asking George Steinberg why the hell he traded Jay Buhner for Ken Phelps. A legitimate question, by the way. Yes, I remember it happened. And then the other thing is, too, when the answering machine message, right before that, he calls Jerry and says, on the answering machine, Jerry walks in here. Hi, Jerry, it's Frank Costanza. Mr. Steinberg is here. George is dead. Call me back. 
Oh yeah, my that, God, it's he was one of the great, and that's that's what I love about that show. Somebody was saying like, you know, he I like he that like they like that character better than the Seinfeld character, and yeah. yeah, but that's yeah, like the thing with Seinfeld is Jerry is like the sixth best character on that show. It's all the oh. the outlying yeah. characters. It's your George. It's you know, it's Jerry. It, it's uh, it's Kramer, and yeah, Frank Costanza. Just an epic, just an epic TV sitcom dad. Maybe maybe one of the best. And I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm looking forward to maybe four or five years down the road when I'm going to be watching the reruns with my kids because they'll they'll understand. They've seen a little bit of it now, but there's too much they don't right. understand. Like when we were kids watching MASH with our parents, reruns of yeah. MASH, or Cheers reruns when I was a kid, when I was a kid. Used to be right. on every day at 5.30. On Cheers used to be on a lot, yep. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to doing that when uh, my kids grow up. Yeah, some of that stuff is, uh, some, of the, some of the Seinfeld stuff feels really dated. Yeah. But that stuff we just described is that's time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, a couple of things from the police log I wanted to talk about. Uh, oh, good. From the NFL. Yeah, the uh, NFL's been a busy police log uh, last few days. It's been quiet lately, but the Giants, their number one pick from last year, cornerback DeAndre Baker, supposedly taking part in an armed robbery down in Florida with a member of the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, that's un- unbelievable if you read the report, but now witnesses are coming forward and recanting some of their statements, which happens sometimes in these situations involving people. Yeah, but it's crazy. It's going to be interesting to see how that happens. Yeah, I read the report. I might, might, I just did. And it's insane with their, you know, like masks, guns. And weren't they at a friend's house? Wasn't it like at a friend's party it, or something? It was like at that? somebody's party where they had lost some money by maybe playing cards a few days earlier. You don't know. I believe the Quinton Dun- it Quinton Dunbar. I hope I have the yeah. name right. From the Seattle yeah. Seahawks. Yeah. I saw, I did not see anything about anybody recanting Baker's story. I did see Quentin Dunbar's attorney saying that he had witnesses that would say it was mistaken identity for Dunbar. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but that was crazy. Oh, yeah. And then the guy from the Washington Redskins, Cody Latimer, arrested the other day for gun charges. Played for the Giants. And then Ed Played Oliver. Giants last year, I believe. Yep. And so, Ed Oliver, the Bills, gets arrested for DWI, driving, you know, 80 miles an hour in a 45 zone, towing a uh, doom buggy. In, in, in a trailer behind his car with a beer between his legs and a gun in the front seat. You know, back in the day when we were kids, that was not even, that was not even a traffic ticket. That just happened. Like, our, we had friends' dads who just did that. Like, come I on. Was sitting, I was sitting on the wheel well in the back of my dad's yeah, car. We're going four-wheeling while, uh, you know, well, you know, Robbie's dad has to pull into the package store. We're going to go four-wheeling, but first he's got to get a, a, a six-pack of Miller High Life Talls. So, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, Hey, here's Crack. a bucket of quarter. As soon as the car goes, we get going. Here's a bucket of quarter. Eric, go get me a pack of Marlboro Reds while, 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 <laughs> yeah. while I'm pumping the gas. Here's a pack yeah. of quarter. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. That happened, by the way. I believe it. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it's, funny, it's, funny we can make, it's cool when you and I can equate felony as arrest to, like, special memories of our childhood. Kind of nice. <laughs> oh, it's so wrong. I'm laughing because it's true. I really yeah, but I mean, this happened. Every, so again, God bless social media. Somebody tweeted this out, and again, I I can't give credit because I always forget who did it. But like, there's there's like always a spur. I guess it's right usually right before like OTAs and training and like off season programs kick into gear. It's yeah. like there's always a time in April and early May where like NFL players just decide, okay, I'm I've been I'm bored. It's almost time to go back to work. Now's the time I get to get arrested. Spring and, fever. A little spring, spring fever. Spring fever, yeah. So DeAndre Baker didn't want to do those Zoom calls with his team. That's what it's all about. Well, did you Zoom see calls. that? They they barred him from the virtual Zoom meetings. That's so okay. Thanks. I really Thanks, showed John. him. Really That'll show him. him. You know, don't, 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 don't email card. for you. Yeah, seriously. Unbelievable. 
Uh, hey, one thing on a serious note I want to mention, uh, I did a story about it today, uh, and I think it's really important, but today's uh, the start of the Be The Match Marrow Donor Registration Drive over at Yale. So it's real simple to do. I've done it in person, but they're doing a virtual bone marrow registration drive right now over at Yale. Go to my Twitter page, my Facebook page. I think I shared it with, uh, from today through Thursday. They'll send you a kit once you sign up. You can email, you can text. They'll yep. send you a kit to see if you're a match for someone who needs uh, bone marrow. It's real simple to do. I know three or four people over at Yale have actually saved lives. So if you get a chance, why not? Save a life. Let's do it. Yeah, and just, we may just give a quick backstory to this because it's, uh, yes. it's sad but, but inspiring as to what's come about from it. So, uh, Mandy Schwartz was a Yale hockey player. She passed away from leukemia. Uh, her brother, Jaden Schwartz, plays for the St. Uh, Louis Blues, professional hockey player. But Mandy played hockey at Yale, had leukemia, fought it really hard for a couple years, passed away. And now every year, I think this is their 12th annual drive. Like I said, they've registered thousands of people and saved a lot of some saved some lives. And again, it's literally a cheek swab with a Q-tip. Send it back. They test it. They keep your DNA in file. And then they match That's you. awesome. Yeah, help if you can. It's a great, great loss. Especially during this time where everyone needs a little help in hand. That would be great. Some great news. That's how I'm going to end this show on a positive note. I think positive it's tremendous. Good. No, absolutely. So next week, I think we're going to talk about um, a couple things. We're going to let you mention, we're going to have a guest. I'll let you mention that. But kids playing sports during the summer. The pressure is building. Will you let your kids play summer sports if it's an option? I think some of this is going to come to a head this week with the governor. Um, a lot of AAU and summer baseball and summer sports. If you're going to let your kids go to a camp, folks, you know, at the YMCA or wherever, and they play baseball. So we're going to get into that next week. But, Brian, we have a guest I want you to kind of tease for uh, next week. Tell me about that. Yeah, uh, next week, uh, there's, if, for those of you who love baseball and love to read about baseball, mm. next week we're going to have on Jerry Beach, who's a sports writer in the New York area. And he just wrote a new book that came out back in April on the Subway Series. This is the 2000 Subway Series between your New York Yankees and my New York Mets. Yes. Yes. Remember it, and, and re remember it very well. 20 years ago. Woof. Uh, wow. So, I, yeah, had tickets, um, I had tickets to the first ever Yankees-Mets Subway Series. that 96 or 7? Seven? 97. 7. Had tickets. Had a had six of them. I was going to go with five of my best friends. Yep. So they all went and left me because I went to the X Games at San Diego. For two weeks. Yeah. Okay. I remember I got the call. Do you want to come work at the X Games? And I said, yeah. Oh, well, you're working. That's fine. From ESPN. But then I said, oh, my God. I think it's to the first ever game between the Mets and the Yankees. So you missed the Dave Malicki game? I did. Okay. Yeah. Google Dave Malicki. So yeah, we're hoping that we play now Jerry on with us next Jerry on with us next week. The book is called The Subway Series, Baseball's Big Apple Battles and the Yankees Mets 2000 World Series Classic. I read the book last week. Really well done. Also really painful. I'll go into that just and uh because I'm a All Mets right. fan, I remember that. But 20 years ago, it just made me feel like it's been 20 years, and it feels like it's been like five years. Speaking of the Mets, let's wrap it up. We always talk about this. We got a couple on our list here, some birthdays. Bobby Valentine, Bobby v. former the manager of that 2000 team, turned 70 this week. Yeah, 70 year old. He had a virtual fundraising luncheon he did last week. Bobby v. also talking about doing a little get into politics, maybe. At 70 years old, he talked about it last week. Someone asked him about it. He said, you know, you think about it. 
maybe he's motivated to do some bigger things than he's doing right now as the athletic director at Sacred Heart. What else you got to do us for birthdays? Yeah, a couple for all you Star Wars fans. I know Eric's just a Star Wars fanatic. Oh, yeah. Another one to make you feel old. George Lucas is seventy-six. Crazy. And then here's a little something, something. I thought he was older, so God bless him because he's only seventy-two. Uh, Stevie Wonder, seventy-two this week. Brilliant musician. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, I would have guessed maybe seventy-seven. Seventy-two. Yeah. All right, and then uh, you got a list. Uh, one of the. How would you put this player in your top? Is he your top five all time or no? Football top five for running backs or on his team? In general, on your he's team. a top five running back. I don't think he's top three. Uh, I wasn't alive to see Jim Brown, but no, I, for you personally on your team. Oh, uh, my team. He's your Dallas five. Cowboys fan. You you could pick five of your favorite players all time on the Cowboys. Does he make the list? Yeah, he's he's probably number three. This is Emmett Smith turning fifty-one. Emmett Smith turning the all, NFL's all-time rushing leader. Who's your favorite cowboy? What's that? Who's your favorite? Give me your top three. Go ahead. When I, um, it's probably, a, and this one of those was when I was a little kid, but I, it was like one of the guys I first loved uh, was Drew Pearson. Yep. Uh, went to the same high school as my mom, so I had that connection. I said, Mom, you're my second favorite, my second favorite alumni from South. They dated Florida. for a little while, didn't they? What's that? They did. <laughs> my mother, Ma, you're my second favorite alumni from South River High School in New Jersey. Oh, uh, yeah. Me too. Luckily, they, uh, you know, they broke off and my parents met. So, yeah, Drew Pearson, Troy Aikman, and then maybe uh, I'm actually I'm a Michael Irvin guy. Yeah, I love Irvin. So, yeah. Miami guy. I, I know that. So, and then the last one, just, you know, he he's only 31, but he's accomplished so much in those 31 years, Eric, and he's still going. Apparently, yeah. he's, he's, apparently he's going to go back to the NFL. And apparently, I have a re- I, he's, he's also a current wrestling champion of some sort. Athlete so and a scholar. Rob, Rob and yeah, road scholar. Rob Gronkowski, 31 years old. Happy birthday to Gronk. Happy birthday. All right, we got to wrap it up. We're running up against it here. But hey, big right. week next week. We talked about it. We'll have our guests, our next Subway Series. That's it for uh, this edition of the EDBC Podcast. Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman. Brian, stay safe, social distance, all that good stuff, and uh, look forward to doing this again next week. As well. Until then, Brian, say goodbye. See ya.